This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us. Today I want to talk to you about false ego. Now, I'm taking this from the point of view of the Vedic Wisdom is the scientific understanding of self-realization and God-realization. So one of the areas in self-realization which is either misunderstood or generally ignored is that of your ego. Now we have the social concepts of, oh boy, he's got a big ego. And that's not really true, that's a misnomer. That has to do with your arrogance, with your mind, with your attitude, with your point of view, uh, with your uh, self-esteem. But what we're talking about when we talk about the real ego, the Vedic literature breaks it down into your identification. How do you identify yourself? Not in the sense of behavior or in bodily situation, but what are you? We've talked about this before. Not who are you? My name's Bob Jones. No, what are you? You are an eternal living entity in a temporary material body. And an eternal living entity, scientifically speaking, is a spirit soul. And a spirit soul is a part and parcel of the Supreme Soul. So this is what's known in the Vedic literature as true ego, not false ego. False ego means more or less anything else. If you identify yourself with your body, if you identify yourself with your uh, activities or your performance or your job or your car or your any other type of identity, it's false ego. So the Vedic literature is encouraging us to return to our real ego. Now I say return because as eternal living entities, this is accompanying us eternally. We are always a part and parcel of God. We are always an individual living entity. Now this is, God has the potency to interrupt, but he never does. There is no tracing any history where the Lord has taken away any individual's personal individual identity. This is the gift to each of us to identify as an individual with unique perspectives, ideas, desires, etc. So the Vedic literature is talking about the uh, false ego needs to be curtailed and the real ego, real identification needs to be realized. And this is a significant aspect of self-realization. Now, we go through um, yoga processes, we go through psychological analysis, we go through competitive activities, all of these things to give ourselves an individual or unique identity. 
This particular person is a great skier. This particular person is a great logician. This particular person is a great uh, home giver or care, home carer. There's all these different activities or professions that are separate from our eternal perspective of life, our eternal condition of life. So the Vedic literature is saying in self-realization we go through these different analysis, we go through these different growth perspectives, we go through these different self-disciplines, but we have to come to the point of understanding the ego in proper perspective because that is the root of all the other activities. If someone has uh, a quest to become knowledgeable, he will speculate about, well, what is real knowledge? What is the truth? Well, what is the total or absolute truth? This speculative process cannot bring you to self-realization. The only method that it's possible to come to the liberated state of understanding the absolute truth is by hearing from an authorized representative of the Lord, the chain of spiritual masters. Because the complexity of this subject matter is very scientific and very complex and it is beyond the speculative level of realization. You can't guess at it and get it right. Even if you know a significant portion of it, you are still not able to fill in all the blanks and have a complete understanding of our predicament, of our uh, identity and of our proper activities in becoming self-realized and furthermore God-realized. So by hearing with submission and love through a bona fide spiritual master one can get the understanding that the supreme absolute truth is the supreme Lord because everything emanates from the supreme personality of Godhead. So all of the things that we see, everything that we are capable of doing or realizing is actually an emanation of the supreme absolute potency. And when we see that it is um, above us, it is a force, an energy, a power, a potency, a level of uh, energy and energetic beyond our understanding or capacity, then we recognize this is God. This is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the Absolute Truth. And so to understand the Absolute Truth, or to understand the Lord in God-realization, we have to hear from someone who is God-realized. Everyone in this material world is constricted by their material body, encagement, and their material predicament, activities and demands and distractions. But the spiritual master, by his position, is outside of this material struggle for existence. He is on the transcendental platform, and he descends to the material tabernacle to teach. He's not struggling for existence. He's come to the material platform to teach, to give clear understanding of the scientific process and to come to the platform of understanding the absolute truth through realized knowledge and you are able to hear it. We've said before, we've taught you previously, that the most important method of learning is hearing. It's not doing or seeing, it's hearing.
because the complexities of reality are greater than our eyes and ears and senses can perceive. There's more to this manifestation. There's more to reality. There's more to the development of our consciousness than what our sense perception will deliver for us. So we have to take shelter of a bona fide spiritual master who is outside of the material tabernacle, outside of the controls of material nature. He specifically come and is teaching you the transcendental science. So we continually encourage you to read the Vedic literature, Bhagavad Gita, as it is, by a spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada. Because he has proven, he has shown you, he has liberated hundreds and thousands of people who have listened. They've simply read his books and listened. And he's bringing forth that knowledge that you couldn't figure out if you speculated for a very, very, very long time. Because it's a science. I don't know how many of you may have taken a science class, chemistry, physics, biology. They're all very complicated. Mathematics, too, for honest. They're very complicated. You have to understand the methods. You have to understand the relationships. You have to understand those things that interact and those things that won't interact, those things that are true and those things that are false. So many methods, processes, uh, concepts that need to be understood in either one, in any one of the sciences that you want to become proficient in. The same thing is true in the science of Godhead, in the science of self-realization, in the science of love of God. So we have to approach, let's say, a professor, because that's what the spiritual master is. He is the professor of spiritual life, spiritual knowledge. So by hearing and reading, one can actually come to the platform of disposing of his false ego and understanding his true egoistic position. Now, to get out of the clutches of false ego, you have to give up a couple of things. One is the habit of trying to speculate and figure it out for yourself. One can speculate for a very long time and you simply become frustrated. Similarly, you can try to act in such a way that you get a good result or you get a more knowledge or you acquire a perspective or you acquire some asset that you believe will help you uh, to see things in proper perspective. And yet, so you have to give those two processes, the act for positive reaction and the speculation to try to figure it out. These two processes are not capable of delivering what you're looking for. So the Vedic literature is advising you here with submission and love from the bona fide representative, the spiritual master. That is the process delineated in the Vedic literature. This is the one that's set out as the authoritative process to become a fully self-realized person. Now, fully self-realized means understanding this correct ego we're talking about. Who you actually are. What you actually are. And this is the source, this is the platform of liberation from the struggle for existence. When one does see things in proper perspective, 
when one does know the absolute truth, when one is free from the misconceptions of speculation and fruitive action results, he becomes liberated. And in that liberated state, he becomes happy. So, this uh, true ego is what makes you, um, how do I say this, excuse me? The true ego gives you the platform for seeing improper perspective. The false ego will put you on a platform of misconstruing something or everything. It's just up to your level of perception, your level of purity, your acceptance of the truth that determines that level. So we're advising you that this process has been completely analyzed and is being delineated and explained by the Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna himself in the Bhagavad Gita. And it is being uh, propagated and distributed by the chain of spiritual masters for the upliftment of the human society. Again, because in the human society, you can see things in proper perspective. You can analyze these higher subject matters. This is the platform that is above the struggle for existence, above the modes of nature, above the animalistic conceptions of life. So, the the concept of correct ego is a very freeing perspective And it gives everyone who takes the time to drop the false ego and hear and understand in perspective your true identity, you get liberation from the struggle for existence. At the time of death, you're not forced to take another birth in the material world. You're liberated to take birth in the spiritual strata, in the spiritual kingdom, and live eternal spiritual life, eternal bliss and knowledge. So this is the quest that can be accomplished in the human form of life that cannot be accomplished in the other species of life. And uh, our Vedic wisdom program is, again, trying to follow the, in the footsteps of the spiritual master and explain what he has given us in his books. The original spiritual existence is full consciousness of our actual constitutional position as eternal servants. So when we're situated in that plane, we are free from this struggle for existence and the cause of cycle of birth and death. And this means that one who is in this proper perspective of life, he gives up any of the misconceptions. He gives up being puffed up about his own potency and identity and strength and knowledge. He uh, loses any uh, preconceptions, misguided identification with the body as being the self. Uh, Because this is another snare, shall we call it. The people think I'm this body and the strength of this body is all that's necessary for me to become godly for me to become a controller. And this is not true. This is a misconception. And society propagates these misconceptions. So the Vedic literature is trying to assist you. Don't waste your time 
on the, the various misconceptions that one can accept. Similar with altruistic activities. There are people who want to do this because they think they are deputed, shall we say, to do good, to make things better, to fix things, to be the good guy. Well, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but if it doesn't lead to the proper perspective of the absolute truth, it's partial. And in the human form of life, the, the objective is to get it completely in proper perspective, not partially. Everybody can figure some of the science of God out for themselves. Everybody can figure out certain aspects of their own personality and their own traits and characteristics, analyze their own desires, their own potencies. But this is not perfection. The perfection that is attainable in the human form of life comes when the ego is in proper perspective and we're following the instructions of the bona fide spiritual master. Now, Srila Prabhupada is, is very kind and he is... Uh, taken immense pains and repeats the uh, instructions many, many times throughout his books to encourage us to let go of the mental speculation concept and the work for result concepts and the misconception of your own bodily strength or mental strength. He encourages you many times to let go of those things and accept the perspective of the bona fide uh, spiritual masters and representatives of the Lord because that is the proper method for becoming a realized soul. So we have to, it's the old story, you have to let go of the old perspectives so that you are open and able to receive the new perspectives. Everybody has the attitude, well, show me, give me the answers. Tell me the situation. Tell me what's right. Tell me all of it. I want this. I want that. Prove this. Prove that. But the attitude, the attitude, I should say, perspective has to be there that you first of all recognize what you're doing isn't working. That you may have been at this for many, many, many births trying to figure out this proper, improper perspective. And that you may have uh, achieved a level or a portion but you've not actually achieved perfection. And if you're going to do it right, and you're going to achieve perfection, this methods that you've been using hasn't made it. And you have to let go of that method. All right, it didn't work. It's helped, definitely, but it doesn't make the, it doesn't fulfill the end goal. So it's incomplete. So now I will listen submissively now I will listen with an open heart, with loving intent. What is the absolute truth? Then the spiritual master is benevolent and he lifts you up by fulfilling your understanding with the absolute knowledge descending from the spiritual world. That he is empowered to deliver you without adulteration. This is so important. And you again become empowered with this knowledge and you can test it. You can prove it to yourself. You can uh, see it from multiple points of view and see, ah, yes, it adds up no matter how I look at it. Yes, this method does work. Ah, oh, I can achieve perfection. By hearing this and by understanding this, you can see, oh, I am making tangible progress in the perfection of the human life. And you have the ability 
if you repeat it without adulteration to assist others. And as we've said before, this is a time when everybody is looking at, am I going to be selfish or am I going to be selfless? Right now, in our society, today, we are all having to consider this in our lives. There are so many changes going on on our planet, in our universe, in our society, in our families, in everything we know as constants. There is this change. And this change is making you stop and look at yourself and your surroundings and those around you, your association, and determine who is selfless, who is selfish, and which am I going to be? Where am I going to associate? What am I going to distribute? What am I going to contribute to society and to others that I meet and know? This platform is under siege, so we say. Everyone is having to dig deep. Everyone is having to stop and think about the situation. Having to take a look at themselves and their behavior and their desires and their history. And take a look at the methods that they've employed to this point. And identify whether it's actually bringing you a platform of understanding you can stay on. There are times when you get a higher perspective and times when you fall back. There are times when you're filled with faith and then times full of doubt. But when you come to uh, submissively hear from the spiritual master, he delivers you knowledge of the absolute truth and that knowledge gives you a platform, a perspective you can stand on with faith in all circumstances in spite of the struggle for existence which is going on all around us. This struggle for existence is accelerating right now to induce people to evaluate their position, their, their characteristics, their character, and their contribution. And this is not uh, uh, so focused on any one group. This is universal. Every living entity on this planet is being induced to evaluate themselves now. This is part of what many people are calling the Great Awakening. This is what people are saying about the, the change in consciousness. And this is what is uh, driving it, is the opening you out of a stagnant position to make you look at, is what you're doing working? And will I achieve perfection of life this way? And if not, you have to reawaken your quest Reawaken your curiosity. Reawaken your desire to become the best person you can become. And seek out the bona fide spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada. And read his books. And let him talk to you. And teach you the proper perspective. Liberate you from false ego. Liberate you from mental speculation. Liberate you from the struggle for existence and deliver you onto a platform of spiritual realization that you can stand on firmly in spite of all external activities. This is truly a development of your consciousness. This is self-realization. This is the platform where God-realization becomes possible and enjoyable. This is the importance of the Vedic literature.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.